Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to your State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and today I'm joined by uh, my two amazing co-hosts. First, uh, let's go over to you, podcast mom. How's it going? Hey, today is a great day. You know, we have the win. Everything is wonderful. So, yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, it's just, it's great. Thank you so much. And, you know, we love having Jared in town. Can't wait for the next time. So, hey, Jared, tossing it over to you. How are you? Uh, just still recovering from the, the birthday yesterday. It was just so amazing. I mean, y- y'all, I mean, just made it even better with uh, the uh, what you did at the uh, stadium and then also after, after the match. Uh, got fed pretty well and still have that uh, uh, four-pound bag of rice here with me, so... <laughs> Overall, great, great uh, birthday! Th- thanks to y'all. Wait, I gotta, I gotta ask a question. I still have wads of saltwater taffy from our little foray Saturday night, <laughs> where we did random stuff. Uh, so I, ha- I hope I didn't give you any uh, black licorice flavored saltwater taffy. Did you run into any by accident? Not yet. I mean, I still have a good chunk of my taffy left. You know, I still got plenty of taffy and I still have the Ritter Sport. I'm I'm saving that one as I can. Hey, Luis, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, Sharon. Uh, th- thanks for asking. Uh, you know, yesterday was a really great day overall from start to finish. Uh, you know, just uh, great things happen. As, as you all know, I, I did the 5K yesterday as well before the game and, you know, just the drove right away to the game and had a great time there. Great game. Glad Jared got to experience that for his birthday. Um, by the way, welcome back to your old home, I guess, Jared, because uh, you have two homes at this point, right? But I'm, I'm glad <laughs> glad you made it safe back to Phoenix. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, luckily, you didn't have a super late flight. Otherwise, uh, we probably would have been without you here. But we wanted you to be on this one, too, right? Because it's your technically it's your birthday pod. So I'm glad. <laughs> Oh, I'm just glad I was able to, to, to at least see some uh, rain and a little bit of cold wind before uh, he- heading back to uh, out to Phoenix. You know, it's always welcome. I was hearing it was uh, about 96 over in Phoenix, so I kind of picked the right time to head out. But uh, now that I'm back, hopefully it'll be uh, a lot cooler. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Right. It was raining earlier and you got to experience rain. <laughs> it's not a common experience, right, in, in your place. <laughs> Hey, I know here in Phoenix, we take it when we get it when it comes to uh, uh, rainstorms because we need the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, t- tell us about it, right? Because we also need the water. <laughs> uh, we-, we know how that feels. All right. Let's go ahead and go uh, to Golazos of Gratitude because I-, I know we have a bunch, right? I mean, I, I know I certainly do. So uh, I'll-, I'll let you all get started and then I'll-, I'll reorganize all the ones that I'm about to say. So I try not to miss one. <laughs> Hey, I was poking you, Jared. I was hoping you would go first. You're the you were the birthday boy oh. over this whole weekend. So oh. I, I kind of want to piggyback on whatever your glasses of gratitude are. But I would oh. say mine is just so quick. I was so grateful that uh, you know you were available to flex your schedule for all the things the the little things that we ended up doing. But I'll tell you what, the biggest one was you bringing your own beer to the party. 
the tailgate party. And I'll tell you that blonde, whatever it was, was it a blonde? Yeah. Oh, Scottsdale blonde. Scottsdale blonde, dude, you, sh- you could be the distributor for that beer. I'll tell you <laughs> what, man, I think that everybody was loving that, that beer. There's so much to be grateful for, but you know what, besides the performance, besides ha- hanging out with you, Jared, and, you know, running into Luis and, you know, all the wonderful little tidbits. Oh, I'm just going to keep it short. Jared to you. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I've got a, uh, quite a bit of a glosses of gratitude as well. I mean, first of all, that for, for Sharon, uh, who on sat- Saturday here, yeah, we had to do a couple of publicity shots for, for the podcast, but we decided to kill off some time and visit uh, Candy Heaven over in Old Sack. I mean, staff there were, were amazing, especially the owner. We just piled up on saltwater taffy and other assorted candies. And then later on, we decided to have at the hotel I was staying at, we just sat there in the lobby, a huge pile of saltwater taffy. It was just kind of pretty much like classic concentration, how you have to match uh, the two the, the two candies and then split them off. Here's a candy, here's a candy. Okay, these are the right ones and just split them up. So that's, and all this while enjoying a couple of beers as well. So... I, I know it sounds like a totally wild, wild and crazy Saturday night, but you know, it was just, I liked it. It, it was fun. I, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it again. So, so thank you, Sharon, for, for that uh, Saturday night. Uh, and, I, and I definitely still ha- have some of the candy. So I'll be eating them here in the desert uh, later this week as well. And then my other big uh, Galazzo uh, gratitude definitely goes to Luis. I mean, he was able to get so much set up, he even got my name on the scoreboard. I mean, that was just uh, totally awesome there. And, and also Connor even uh, announced my name as well. So that made it even more better. So you know, once again, thank you also, Louise, for getting everything taken care of. The, the Macoonies was excellent. I've, that was my first time going to Macoonies and having a, have a uh, DMC role. And now I see why they're so popular. So thank you once again, Louise, uh, for all that. Both of y'all. I mean, I appreciate it from, from the bottom of my heart. Well, y'all done for this this birthday so thank you i definitely appreciate it uh first uh l- let me go back to the beginning of, of yesterday morning uh shout out to uh my parents sister my uncle who drove from stockton to to see my 5k run in uh downtown modesto really appreciated having them there uh, it was really motivational and uh super thankful of the pictures and videos they took it's it's really awesome to to see you um, actually complete something and not just to remember it, right? But to also see it in video is uh, is pretty cool. Also, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, has wished me really great comments on um, social media uh, after the 5K, after I did a couple of different postings, which I apologize to all my friends on social media for getting spammed <laughs> on my 5K. But uh, there, there's so much going on uh, from the morning to uh, last night, which had also... Uh, me finding out my results and all that. And I was so impressed with <laughs> how I scored. Um, and uh, all, all was really great there. Also, uh, shout out to Jared for flying in to SAC for his birthday. Um, you know, I know you you had it planned for a while already too, but I'm glad everything worked out smoothly and you got to experience SAC for a couple more days, right? I think than you have in, in the past too. And, you know, even though you're back in uh, your hometown now, I, I know that, you know, you, you're already trying to plan, you know, your, your way back over here um, or, you know, to moderate at least, but, you know, we, we can't wait to 
have you back here and uh, for me to be able to give you that podcast set, which I, I still can't believe I I forgot the <laughs> the microphone. But you know, next time you're over here, like you'll you'll definitely get it. Uh, also, shout out to Sharon for taking those pictures of Jared with the scarf that, you know, some of you have already seen one and you'll be seeing others. And I'm working on a website for us, uh, which will feature all of us, our pictures with the scarves and all that. So uh, I'm glad that she helped us get that missing puzzle piece to get that together. So uh, that, that'll hopefully be um, releasing here sometime uh, next month in April. So be on the lookout for that. Also, colossal of gratitude to Ryan again for uh, sharing those amazing tickets uh, in Section 105. Uh, really, I think probably the best view I've ever had of a Soccer Republic game right behind the team bench. And uh, being able to experience it with my dad was really great. Um, and uh, I, I also want to thank the team for giving us a win because I think last time I went to a game with my dad, we didn't win. I think we tied, I think, which, you know, we're not you know, as I'm familiar with, as, as we all know from the past, <laughs> but uh, it, it was really great to experience a win uh, with my dad now and, you know, with my grandpa in the last home game. So great, great stuff there. Uh, also, shout out to Jeannie from McCoonies for helping us with uh, the reservations to make sure that uh, we had a table ready for us there. That, that was really great. And uh, we really appreciated that, um, especially being a couple of days in advance and uh you know we made it there on time everything worked out great jared got to go to st baldrick's which started at six so i'm glad that you know everything went according to schedule and uh all was good we, we had the chance to enjoy some really good sushi as as it always is i think in, in mikunis okay so we got <laughs> got those taken care of i'm glad we all gave our, our thank yous here and let's let's get right to the game because you know this game was something else right to two one win against Tulsa um I'm glad you know we didn't leave it at one one because I was getting some vibes from 2020 when <laughs> the same guy Rodrigo da Costa uh you know scored for Tulsa as well and uh although back then it was a one one towards the end that they scored but you know when you have that score line you just start to get some flashbacks to to back then and I think we we saw a similar team that we did two years ago it's like they didn't really change uh, all that much, uh, in my opinion. So let's first start talking about the goal that they score on us, right? Uh, again, 29th minute, Rodrigo da Costa uh, in a play that I don't know how y'all feel, but in my opinion, Danny V just kind of came out prematurely, right? Like, I, I don't think he should have done that. <laughs> I think he should have stayed out back because we had plenty of coverage there with uh, Lee Desmond, uh, covering there possibly Souza also um, coming in to assist but I think Lee had a pretty good opportunity at being able to you know make sure that that play didn't go anywhere but Danny Beach just went out as if there was a 50% off sale going on <laughs> in his favorite store and uh, I think that was one of the key factors to us getting scored on because he wasn't properly positioned but what are your guys' thoughts on that? So I do have a, a a little bit of a thought on that. He knows the foot pace of their attackers and he knows the foot pace of our defenders. And he, he may have misjudged pace. You know, you have to look, look away and look back to see the, the pacing. He, he, he saw the transition of his guys as my, my guess is he knew that he was getting cover in the neck net in the net 
And he, so sometimes a goalkeeper has to make those flash decisions. He was already partially coming out because he's, he saw the foot pace, but of course he totally whiffed on the ball. You know, he, he did, he did miss the ball and you're right. It kind of, he had too much going on in his brain after he did that, you know, the, 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 when a goalkeeper does come out that far, he had too much in his brain to be able to get set for the next thing that ended up being the goal. So this one is, I understand Luis, I totally understand your, your sense on this, you know, and your feeling and, and I get it, but I also understand that goalkeepers sometimes have to figure pace of the player. And he saw that he was getting cover because they've been working on getting better cover in behind the keeper So he knew the cover was coming. He just didn't know the pace of the striker coming at him. He probably assumed it was faster than his guy. And he realized that he, he had a, he had the opportunity when the player's head went down. If you look, the striker's head went down. That's that opportunity you always take to interrupt the play. And he saw that. And and so, but then he missed, you know, so whatever, because he didn't want to do a foul in the box and end up getting a PK, but then they scored anyhow. Um, Jared, what did you think? Anything different or do you think Dan is totally screwed up? (laughs) No, I I think it's just spot on. I mean, at first going outside of the box a little bit, uh, you know, and then having to uh, run like hell to get back into position. I mean, that, uh, definitely had an effect on it, but yeah, I mean, as far as uh, the pace goes, I mean, it does look like a bit of a misjudgment, which I mean, you know, we can't really fault him on. I mean, this is his uh, first uh, serious minutes of the season so far. So there is going to be a little bit of a delay in getting fully set up. But, you know, he definitely at least made a temp. At least he didn't freeze. So I'm thankful for that. It's just unfortunately the uh, the mistiming of the reaction uh, didn't quite get there. But I'm sure faced with the future situations like that, that'll help him to to show why Republic FC picked him being a golden glove uh, winner and all. Yeah. A lot of people were a little unsure of him. And I know Luis, you know, this, he probably had first game jitters and he was trying to be the hero that he knows Carlos is kind of thing. Um, You know, because Carlos is kind of the hometown favorite and it's hard to break into that, um, that, that situation. But if you also look at the defensive, once the uh, Tulsa team reset their attack in a way, um, you, you can see we still didn't have the, the coverage that was needed against the attackers. It was almost, yeah, it was just a little bit boggled and it wasn't our prettiest game. Even coach Mark Briggs, Mark Briggs mentioned that in the post-game uh, press conference, he mentioned, you know, that it wasn't pretty, but we got it done. And this is one of those things, Luis, you know, this is the not pretty part of our game. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you mentioned the press conference uh, for all of our listeners. We're actually going to be playing uh, clips of that here um, later after we're done finishing with our game analysis. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, we are going to be um, playing more of those for y'all. Um, uh, any home match episodes that, that we have, uh, we we don't do press conferences and away games, although I think it would be nice if we did. But, uh, you know, at least we get the home matches and we get to hear those. So, uh Stay tuned for that uh, shortly. But, you know, I, I still think in this play, I understand that there was Danny's uh, first game with us here, but I don't know how I feel about that still because, you know, he is an experienced goalkeeper, as we said, right? He won the Golden Glove before, and I just feel like some of these uh, just mistakes, I was just a little worried about, right, throughout the game. And even in this first goal, I felt like he could have been 
positioned a little bit more to his left. Like he he left the, all that left side, right, which is ultimately where the goal is scored at. He left it wide open, right? And had the guy who ends up scoring the goal, the coast that just maybe just uh, passed the ball back. He had a teammate that was just alone, right, and marked and could have still been a goal that way. But I just feel like Danny could have just been a little bit to the left. Just with one step to the left, he would have actually stopped it because he was so close to actually stopping it. So, you know, just little tiny mistakes like that. I just hope they, you know, uh, review these things. And, you know, if, if he's out back in the next game, that he can make sure to work on those and and all that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we, we got the win, so that didn't really matter as much, right? But just a little things because, you know, throughout the game, after this happened, I don't know if any of you observed, but I noticed other situations where, he looked like he was a little nervous, you know, even after we had tied, right? And, you know, we weren't losing anymore. He just seemed like his confidence was pretty low. So it was interesting because Luis and I kind of both picked up a little bit. You know, you watch the whole game and every now and then you, you, you know, you glance at our own keeper and see how his technique is looking. And there were a couple of times when he was making um, some aerial saves. Uh, when you make an aerial save, there's a position and, you know, I watched you know, years of train training of, of keepers, especially with Sac Republic in the early days. And there's a way that you present your hands above your head when you're making a, an aerial save, an overhead save. And a, a little bit of it had me a little concerned because sometimes Danny's hands were a little behind his head, which is that perfect opportunity for a deflection into the our own, our own net. And it was like, just fine tune those things. But I honestly think he has all those techniques down. I honestly give you, give, I agree with you, Luis. I think it was a first game. Uh, I don't want to say jitters because he's a confident person. He is a confident man. He's a confident keeper. You know, he wouldn't have won Golden Glove in 2019 if he wasn't. But, you know, there's just the the little tiny, little tiny jitters. Anyhow, we should move on to, uh, to what's, uh, you know, some better news. Yeah. So we, we get right to the 32nd minute, right? Literally, this is a quick response. And I'm, I'm so glad we, 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 you know, we're still uh, putting pressure up front. And, you know, that led to a PK that we get called on on the 32nd minute. And I got to say, Roro had really good vision, as he usually does, uh, with uh, giving a pass to Douglas, which, Slot. you know, just gets uh, tackled by the defender who, just lightly misses the ball, right? It was it was really close, right? <laughs> um, but we get the PK, right? It's one of those calls that, you know, could probably go either way. And uh, ultimately, it really helped us out a lot, right? Because, you know, if you get a tie right back, it's like your motivation, like, just goes all the way up, right? <laughs> Even more so than it is when you're at 0-0. Zero, zero. And one little detail that, you know, we were talking about it yesterday ourselves here that it looked like Roro was going to be actually the shooter of the PK, but we don't know what happened, but they started talking between him and Douglas. And before you knew it, Douglas was grabbing the ball and getting ready to shoot. And I know Jared was right there. If you all saw our social media posts, uh, shout out to Tina for um, sharing that video clip there. Uh, Jared was right there. He saw it all happen and he was holding up our scarf there and, you know, hopefully that that gave Dougie some motivation to score. <laughs> um, but, you know, tell us more about it, Jared, because you were right there. Again, best view in the house. You you saw it all happen. 
Yeah, I mean, I had I had seen this slide t- take place, and I was just hoping for a call in the box. And thankfully, the referee saw it that way. So that that just lined up originally, uh, Roro for for the shot. But maybe it's just it's probably just my opinion or line of thought. But I'm thinking Roro is starting to yeah, get uh, Dougie set up for. Uh, veteranship because you know giving giving him this opportunity to make history because i mean re- really look look at the first week against uh el, el paso i mean roro had the perfect shot lined up got got it set because actually i believe it would have been dougie or someone else that uh, was going to take the kick uh when roro was uh looking uh, looking at that set for for the match against el paso he was told no uh rodrigo you need to take this shot in front of your people and perhaps this was returning the favor, you know, getting uh, getting Dougie set up, you know, for a similar shot. In which this case, you know, he got lined up, pounded it right past the net, and we just went nuts. And I was just amazed to see it just right there in front of my eyes. I mean, I was just, I mean, be, beyond excited. I mean, not only just for my birthday, but also to see us uh, get back in the game. Well, and and one more reason too, right? Because that. Like just short second decision also meant someone was gonna get a point here. So well, which we'll talk <laughs> a little bit more about later. But <laughs> um, so I'm grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Although I shouldn't because I didn't pick Roro. Yeah, yeah we're just we're just re- rewatching the goal here. That that's a Dougie hit. I mean, he just hits it right at the ground floor, practically rolling it in. I mean, that was just an amazing goal to watch. Yeah, although for a second, I don't know about you guys, but I, I felt like the goalkeeper was going to block it, right? That was so close. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's one of those that <laughs> you're definitely worried about when you see the goalkeeper go go to the same side that the shot's being taken at. But luckily, you know, it happened to be just slightly, you know, in the corner and goalkeeper didn't quite get a touch to it, but it, it was just close close but you know regardless we get the tie and you know, also it's great we're all celebrating jared got to experience a goal literally right there right in front of him <laughs> and uh always great when you get to experience a goal on your side right especially um when you're on the tvb side and you know when goals happen on the other side it's like oh come on should have you guys need at least one <laughs> over here as well so I'm, I'm glad that happened and uh you, you got that opportunity but I want to talk to you guys about something, Rabbit, right? because before we get right to the second goal, and this was an, an ongoing thing, and I know there was definitely two plays in the second half that should have been PKs, and you know I, I hate to talk bad about the referee again, like we kind of did sometimes last season, but the referee was just not not there this time. This was probably one of the worst referee like officiatings I've seen in at least in, in a couple of USL games since last season. What would you guys think? I thought it balanced out after time, um, you know, because <laughs> there were times where um, we were getting fouls called against us in the, in the first half that were eye, eyebrow raisers. It's like, wait, what did he see? What game was he watching? Cause Louise, <laughs> I was sitting kind of close to you and there was a lot mm. of heckling from mm. the stands of you've probably heard the guys, <laughs> Hey, what game are you watching? Are you, you know, are you here today um, to the referee? But at the end of the day, I think it all, it evened out a bit. You know, I, I, I understand he can't be everywhere at once, you know, and 
he was relying on other things. And I actually thought the same thing as you on this opportunity. And I don't know that he ended up going over to talk to his assistant referee to see what they saw over there, but we weren't on the field. We didn't see what everybody else saw, you know, with respect to what was happening. I will say this, and I'm pretty objective when it comes to diving you know, I can spot a dive or a embellishment on both sides. You know, we can pretty much all spot that. And I, this one, I, I had to look at, you know, the attitude of our own players after the non-call, you know, that sort of a thing. So it, it's just, it's all interesting. It all comes out in the wash. You know, sometimes things go our way, some things don't. Um, but I will say this, if Roro ever gets fouled, he's not an embellisher. If if he's taken down in the box, he it it's it's a real deal. You know, he he's not that person, but you know, he just kind of it, it all evens out. Yeah, but aside from that, of course, right? I mean, we, we saw great plays from our players in the second half. Some shots that you know probably should have been goals as well, and and just an, an overall great attitude, right? Like I think leading to that second goal that we get towards the end of the game. It, it, you know, it, it clearly looked that we really wanted the goal, right? And I'm glad it was one of those games where we kept trying, we kept trying, and eventually it happened because we've had games in the past. And, you know, not to bring up last season again, but, you know, we had a lot of opportunities and just the goals just weren't coming through, right? And so the fact that um, that went on was great and, you know, gave us plenty of opportunities and led to that 2-1 goal that, we just got to talk about for days, right? Like it was a magical moment. Duke LaCroix comes back from uh, a long injury, which, you know, we're really thankful that he's back. And um, he he just, he was on the field for not that long, right? Right before he, he scores his goal. And it was one of those plays that, you know, we've seen in the past with other players, but usually after like a third, fourth movement, defender gets the ball right or they take a shot and the goalkeeper blocks it or it's way out of <laughs> a target and and that's that right and then we don't really remember them as much uh in the future but in this one duke just takes the ball and he's he's the owner of it too right he uh, does a little quick touch to uh mario panagos which I got to say, he was playing pretty good yesterday, too, uh, right when he was subbed in. You know, didn't get that many minutes, but the few minutes he was able to play, you know, we we saw the old Super Mario that we saw in other seasons, and I was glad to see him back. And uh, Duke just finished the play uh, just as, as you got to do it. And uh, it, as, as I was uh, letting y'all know yesterday, it looked like he wasn't coming from an injury. It looked like he had already been playing these first two games uh, this season. So, but what do you guys think of, of this just amazing, memorable goal? Dang. Okay, so this is so funny. Fast forward to the post-game press con. My gut when they had, when we were interviewing Duke, um, I so wanted to say the words Gio Reyna, but I didn't because I didn't want to take away from what Duke had done on this field, you know, with the, the give and goes and the like breaking through the, <laughs> all, all of his de- the defenders on the other side. And this was, this had to have been the best breakout 
you know, welcome back to the season. Welcome back to the pitch. This had to have made him feel so good and so high, um, even though in he was super serious during the press con, because I think they all kind of like dial it down. It's the press. It's the media, you know, because they had KCRA. They had, you know, Fox 40 there and the B. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was it. I know his feeling because we all felt it throughout the whole entire stands. We felt Duke's success. We felt the team's success in setting him up because he didn't do this alone. You know, he had some help there. He had guys that were that had his back and helped him get it through. But you're right. You know, Mario was a Mario of old. Look at the beautiful passing right to his lap. You know, then there was another little tiny touch by Dougie, you know, to make sure that Duke could keep going. And it was like, awesome. It was, it was so good. So technique was spot on. Welcome back, Duke LaCroix. I mean, this was insane. And Jared, what a gift for your birthday. Um, unfortunately, you did not pick the scoreline. I did not pick the scoreline. Somebody else whose name we shall not mention picked the freaking scoreline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was hoping for that third goal of, uh, you had no idea, Louise. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, I at least picked who scored the first goal. So that, that works out. <laughs> But uh, no, I, like I, I had mentioned previously, I hope I, I was hoping I was going to be wrong on the one nil score, and thankfully I was. So thank you very much for for that, uh, Duke Lacroix. I mean, excellent goal on this. I mean, he just went on with a whole a full head of steam. Got it, got the dish. He just moved right past, just charged right in, knocked that one right in the back of the net. I mean, it was just an amazing goal to watch. I, of course, I was at the other side of the stadium from it, but just seeing the replay that we're watching right now, I mean, it just accentuates how beautiful that goal was, especially coming back from injury. I mean, how else do you put an exclamation mark on, on this? To, to come back from being hurt and then just jump right in, get the game-winning goal. I mean, it was just amazing to see uh, on this uh, highlight reel and also to be there at the match. So, Excellent way to, to cap off a win. Yeah, you're right, Sharon. There's there's like a slight touch, I think, by Dougie as I as I look at the replay more at a closer view. And uh, it well, whether he actually, because uh, I want to say it probably was, but then at the same time, it sometimes looks like it doesn't. But regardless, he did the motion, and that you know kind of made the defenders feel like he had touched it. If he didn't, right, and um, you got to do those things, right, because they. <laughs> They're going to think that, you know, something else is going to happen. And then before you know it, oh, that's not going to happen. Something else. <laughs> and, you know, just Duke just went walking straight through and, you know, got the ball right. Right. It was up in the air and just shot it right to where you're supposed to shoot it. And, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a goal for the ages. Right. This is one that we'll be remembering for for a while. And uh, I, I I even wanted to say now candidate for a goal of the season for Republic. Right, this will probably be when when we're debating at the end of the season. What what was the the goal we all remember? I know surely Jared, right? I mean, this is on, it's on your birthday. It's one of those things you like never forget. <laughs> but uh, I think that this will be uh, one of the ones that we we talk about in the season and uh, what it meant for the team. Right? I mean, two consecutive home games won. I don't, I don't know about you too, but I I can't remember when the last time we won two consecutive home games was. Uh, I don't. I don't even know when. <laughs> when was that? In 2017, maybe 2018, maybe. 
uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, but it sure feels good to be able to say that we have two home games won and that the team is doing exactly what we've been saying, right? Make your home a tough place to be at. And if you get scored on, don't like just feel like the game's out of hand, right? You still got a chance to change things around. And, you know, they, they got another comeback just like they did against El Paso, right? We Except I know, Sharon, we were missing one more goal. It should have been another 3-1. But again, I want to go back to the fact that the referee had two PKs that should have been called. And there was one that was really clear. Did not even need a replay. We, we could see it, right? Unfortunately, again, I had really good seats and I had a pretty good angle there to view it. And uh, I don't know how the referee missed it and uh, the linesman missed it too because it, it seemed pretty clear. And there was also one one of those PKs where there was two <laughs> reasons why you should have called a PK. There was like a handball and another foul. And I was like, they, I was pretty sure that they would call one of those because the referee had two reasons to call PK, <laughs> but they still didn't, right? And and if y'all were at the stadium, you know how, first of all, like all of us fans reacted and also how the bench reacted and the players reacted. I mean, we were pretty pissed out there because we were like, this is getting out of hand. Like, how do you not call? <laughs> yeah, but then there's two. also the part about the makeup calls. You know, he missed one on our side, but then he also gave us grace on the other side because there were a couple times in our defense that he could have called down something and he waved off. You, you remember he waved off one of our guys doing a clattering against uh, um, Tulsa and he waved it off and we were all like, that's going to be a PK against us. And then it, it didn't happen. <laughs> he just kind of, you know, it was like one of those, no, 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 no. So I think, you know, when they realized that there was a close call on one end or a non-call on one end, they kind of, even it's unwritten. You know, we mm-hmm. all know that that's an unwritten um, way that things even themselves out. You know, there's three humans on the field and a fourth official. And, I, and you know, we saw both coaches chewing on the fourth official for calls that should have been made or didn't get made. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, I can't complain too much. This is what we're given. These are the the guys in the, you know, on the field and on the sidelines that are running the thing. And, you know, we ended up winning. So Luis, you said that can't complain. We got the win. Could have had more goals. Could have had a goal in my favor. So then I would actually be well ahead of you. Now I'm actually, Luis, you have two, two, three, two points. Jared and I each only have one. So yeah, shut your mouth. (laughs) Well, you know what? When I said earlier that the ref was pretty bad, now that I'm thinking about it, he, like you said, yeah, he's pretty bad on both sides. And I just now remembered and uh, I, I hope I don't get the player wrong, but I'm, I think, I think it was Keiko. There was one play where it could have been a red card against us. Like, you know, I I think it was Keiko. Like he, you know, he had his uh, foot, too high right he like scraped the other player's chest if you guys remember that play yes where, absolutely yeah yeah looking at it at the replay i was like "Ooh, any other ref maybe who could have just seen because it was pretty like impactful right right at first glance right even before i saw the replay <laughs> it seemed like a you know one of those dangerous like fouls high where, kick yeah yeah so or, yeah because you if you actually i usually turn to watch the opposite visitors bench to see if there's protesting and it was <laughs> 
on on that you know high placement of of the leg but you know at the end of the day it was not a call so you know like it kind of all evens out and it's okay you know these guys are human and you know they'll they'll go on and they'll get more experience under the belt you know some of the guys that have passed through just so you know some of the officials that have passed through here um you know that we've watched at the USL level and then they you know they're part of the USL pro whole I mean you know the pro pro ref pro whatever they're called um the referee association they've gone on and some of them are now they're they're moving well into their next phase of their careers and they're being they're very good you know so they have to get their experience you know from everywhere and and by the way a lot of these referees are being i don't want to say the word audited but they don't even know uh where the auditing party might be if they're in the stands if they're on the field if they're um so there there is review there is a official review of the officials so <laughs> and that's a good thing you know because mm-hmm. they're, they're always learning just like our coaching staff is always trying to train our players to be always learning about things so it goes all the way around just just fyi okay that's good i think with any profession you should always have <laughs> someone who like reviews evaluating yeah i that. hate those <laughs> annual evaluations you know it's kind of like give me the feedback as we go you know don't wait till the end of the year to give you the evaluation it's really good to get on the spot you know information of things that need to be changed improved or you know whatever anyhow let's finish <laughs> up here yeah so that, that that was a game that we had and like you said uh, we, we get a great 2-1 win uh, just great stuff there for us too because that just means we're up fifth place all right the standings right which yeah, it, it makes you feel good when you're in that like the top seven zone where you can actually qualify <laughs> so we're, we're there and we're above las vegas lights right i mean it's like when you're below them you're like what's going on <laughs> uh, so that 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 was uh certainly a good news for us too and up ahead is next saturday our first ever official quote-unquote uh game against monterey bay who uh, if y'all didn't see actually beat Oakland at Oakland 3-2, and I, I was able to watch that game full, and you could be playing against them, and you don't know if you'll actually be able to maintain that lead. And Oakland certainly learned that uh, on, on Saturday, too. So, uh, yeah, especially because they lost last minute, too. So, yeah, not, not going to be an, e- an easy rival as maybe I thought. I've well, played Frank, against them. <laughs> come on, they've got Frank Yallop. Frank Yallop is known for startups. You know, he's the startup guy. Uh, he's done it in in different arenas. He's done it in different venues. He's kind of that really just calm, cool, collected startup guy. You know, he spent time with you know the likes of Landon Donovan. He's got you know he's got a good repertoire of guys that he's he's worked with over time, and he's that startup guy. He's He's the perfect guy for Monterey Bay. If they listen to him and play his game, you know, play the game that that he's looking for, I, I think Monterey is going to be a fun team to rival against. Now, looking back at the table, remember what I repeated from Rob McAllister when Rob and Connor were, inter- you know, the interview with Rob McAllister and Connor not too long ago on the breakaway. Rob was talking about some of his top three teams. He mentioned Colorado Springs and San Antonio as being um, as being dandy handy. He also mentioned that San Diego Loyal was going to be a boring team. And I don't not 
I'm not sure where he, I don't remember what he said about them in the finishing, but we've all talked about San Diego Loyal being a Landon Donovan team. And we talked about it at dinner last night too. And we got kind of excited about it and not happy for them, but excited in the fact that we are watching a Landon Donovan lookalike essentially being formed with this San Diego Loyal team, right? I mean, look at them. Yeah, they, they they do clearly look like uh, that's going on. And yeah, I mean, good for them, right? Hopefully when we play against them again, uh, we're able to see a different result. Uh, but they, they certainly do look like a team that, that'll be up there, just as I mentioned as well. I think uh, the lawyer are going to be in the, in the top three is where, where I see them at. Um, but one observation I had when I watched that Monterey against Oakland game, uh, and it's kind of sad to see him that way too, but uh, Formella did not look like the Formella we knew in, in Sacramento with Oakland. He looked kind of lost. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he, you know, he's not used to that system of play that they have, or, you know, he's still trying to like figure out what his role will be like, but yeah, he, he looked kind of like that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sad for him to, to be that way. Of course, he's with the rival team now, so yeah. <laughs> it happens, you know, <laughs> doesn't affect us now. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting there. But at the same time, Oakland has not been Oakland this season, right? They have zero points, and, and <laughs> they've they played three games already. And they're, they're down there, right, right next to El Paso, who's just uh, – uh, one goal differential down from them <laughs> with zero points as well. So, uh, yeah, an interesting start of the season with those two teams being down there. And uh, Las Vegas Lights actually lost, in case y'all were wondering. <laughs> uh, and uh, they might be going back to the old lights. They they lost at home against Memphis 9-1. So uh, that, that could, could be the thing that's going on there. Yeah, but, you know, I'm concerned about also Orange County. I mean, they were, I mean, they, I know that a lot of their uh, core players had to move on, like Adam John and um, Thomas uh, Enavoldson, you know, they're no longer with the club. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so uh, watching them, because they were the champions last year, right? They were the whole yeah. entire USL, they were the champions. And to see them kind of stutter a little bit, you know, obviously they, you know, they had some coaching changes towards the end last season and it's just weird stuff, but to make a long story short, they're somebody to watch, you know, Orange County, you got to watch them. I don't know what's going on with El Paso, but you, we still got to keep an eye on them because they're still, you know, El Paso last year, they were, they were a tricky club as well. So we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, we'll see what happens with them there. All right, well, uh, we're going to just play a couple of clips from the press conference uh, featuring uh, Duke and Coach, and we'll be back right after we listen to them. Um, I thought the boys did a great job today. Um, We want to defend home as much as possible, so six out of six at home is the start we wanted. Um, We appreciate the fans coming out, supporting, cheering on this Sunday afternoon, and you know, it's a great result for the fans, most importantly. I mean, we're, we're a group that really believes in ourselves. We have the coaching staff behind us, we have the fans behind us, we have the technical staff behind us. Um, we're a team that has a lot of grit and determination. We, we really hope that displays on the field. We're going to play difficult um, and be difficult to play against, and that goes for 90 minutes. So for 90 minutes out there, we're going to push until we can get a result. It was um, a nail-biter um, hitting the post, but I was just ready to come off the bench and, and make an impact um, as, as much as I could. 
Um, yeah, we really feel the support at home. I can't stress that enough. So the fans come out in droves. They really support us week in, week out, through thick and thin. So anytime we can get a result for the fans at home is, is magical. So we just appreciate the fans coming out again. I can never say that enough. Yeah, uh, you know, it uh, wasn't the prettiest of games, uh, but the guys showed the right mentality. The guys showed the right attitude. And when you do that, you, you grind out results. And this league's difficult. You have to grind results out at times. So really, really pleased with the players, really pleased with their attitude and the mentality they showed today. And I think I've spoke for a, for a while now that we want to make this field a fortress. And the fans enable us to make it a fortress. Now, we've got to keep putting performances in and showing the heart and desire and... Uh, the pride we take in representing this city and the fans will get behind us as you heard today. How do you instill that winning feeling to know that every home game you must win? Yeah, that's why we just talk about it. I spoke to them after the game in San Diego last week and I said to them, my only message to them was, remember this feeling. Remember what it feels like to lose. Remember what it feels like to have your confidence dented. Um, and that's what we spoke about today, that whoever comes here, no matter who it is, we have to figure out a way to win. We have to figure out a way to get three points. All right, and uh, we're back. So uh, shout out to Sharon for being our, our rep there at the, the press conference and asking those questions. <laughs> we really appreciate that. And uh, we also appreciate the team for allowing us to uh, be there present and be able to uh, listen to what, the men of the match and the coach had to say there as well. Yeah, it was a, it was, you know, I'm looking forward to doing more of that and even to have some, you know, uh, the casual clips that you know, pre not pre-recorded, but you know, the setup and some of the casual conversation that occasionally occurs right before the press con, you know, be, it would be nice to capture bits and pieces, but I'm glad you were able to uh, uh, capture the, the press conference and, and post it here. Very interesting um, experience. We'll put it that way. Look, looking forward to more. Thank you, Luis. Yeah. And let's go ahead and get right to USL Unsolved Mystery birthday edition, I could say, for Jared. <laughs> what, what do you got for us today? Well, just some observations as far as the other roster goes. Uh, now, previously, uh, within the past couple of weeks, we have seen where if there has been an injury or some other reason that a player has not been able to uh, check in for the starting 11 or even substitutes, uh, there would usually be a little bit detailed information why. Uh, previously in the past, especially last season, we would just see that someone was injured and that was the be-all, end-all of it. We never really got a whole lot of information. Uh, did see this week, however, that uh, we did have uh, Malik uh, Foster. Of course, we know he's out for injury, uh, but we were also seeing that Emil Cuello and uh, Carlos Saldana were not uh, available for this week. So we were just uh, w uh, wondering why perhaps uh, Carlos was not available. I mean, was it possibly uh, an injury might have suffered last week or just something going on? Um, usually, you know, if it's for personal reasons, you know, I... Yeah, I, I would personally accept that. You know, there could be something going on or maybe discussions, kind of, kind of team talk. Who knows? But, you know, we're just mainly wondering why Carlos Saldana, who man who has been able to carry us so far, was not available. Not discounting uh, not, not discounting uh, Danny V's uh, efforts. I mean, he definitely, you know, did great work on, on there. It's just... A little confusing when we're seeing someone not readily available, whether it be for injury or personal reasons or anything like that. So, just uh, 
weird observation that we've had. So just wondering how that's uh, going through. And then I know this is going to be a, a deep rut I'm going to be creating, but you got to remember where I'm from. So I have to let the, uh, the home uh, territory here of it. Uh, once again, Phoenix Rising FC lose, but this time they lose at home in Chandler. Uh, they had uh, lost to San Diego. Uh, previously, uh, Phoenix had lost in Las Vegas, and their head coach, Rick Chance was completely blaming it on the quote-unquote circus atmosphere of, of Las Vegas. But, hey, I mean, he lost at home this time, so what is he going to do now? Whine about the, the smoke grenades? Because uh, the after... Rising scored their second goal just a few minutes later. Here comes San Diego charging the other way with the massive uh, cloud of smoke still sitting over the goal, and that lets San Diego win 3-2. So, Rick Chance, where, where's your excuses? Why are we not heard from you yet? Are you going to start uh, blocking smoke grenades out there or what? <laughs> but uh, these are the uh, two unsolved mysteries that, that I have uh, this week, this uh, birthday week. So... If he, anyone's got any suggestions or any thoughts about another Unsolved Mystery, definitely hit us up at, at State Republic 12 on social media or just uh, leave comments wherever you can. Yeah, and, and I got to add, I was able to watch um, towards the end the Phoenix-San Diego game. That 3-2 from San Diego from uh, Guido, that was, that was something else, that goal. Yeah, I mean, right, even though you got smoke everywhere, <laughs> he, he had a really good shot, and so... Uh, yeah, well, the Phoenix one is one uh, unsolved mystery that hopefully just keeps going on throughout the whole season, right? So <laughs> we're all hoping for it. Um, let us never figure out why they keep losing and just just keep at it. <laughs> um, all right, well, um, let's take a look quickly here at our uh, standings here for our little contest. We have season-long contest on predictions. Well, Jared got Douglas Jr. correct. As we know, with the penalty kick, he gets a point. I got two, one correct. I get a point. So our standings are myself, two points and Sharon and Jared at one point. So, you know, we're, we're still close, right? It's not like someone has three, four points and, and it's still just a one point differential. So anything can happen and it's just barely week three. So, um, you know, we're still too early to, <laughs> to say anything too. Um, I'm going but- with three, two. I, I'm going with three, two against Monterey Bay and I'm going to pick... <laughs> Dougie, mm. let me just say one thing. That's so funny, and and just you know, you see, you see my hands. I'm not holding a pen or anything. Too, I actually had already written down mine, and I had actually said the same exact thing. Three, two, and Dougie. Well, dude, <laughs> we are clairvoyant with each other, freaking empaths that we are. <laughs> we feel everything. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Jared? Ah, uh, I am going to go two nil, and I almost want to say say Cueo, but I don't know if he's going to be available or not. But uh, just in case if he's not, you know, I am going to go uh, Nick Ross. Ooh, bold prediction! I like that. Nice. You know, we didn't. We the one name we really didn't say much of today in the in the podcast. We didn't say anything Luis Felipe or Matt Lagrassa. We didn't say those words at all. We didn't say anything about Sosa. So at some point in time, you know, we'll have to figure a way to get get the cake to rise for them. You know, get them up in the in the in the mentions. But we pretty much only focused mm-hmm. on goal scorers and our keeper. 
So on that note, um, yeah, I'm still with three, two and I'm still with Ducky. I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, Monterey's yeah. been scoring at will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just won three, two away. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, that you, you never know too. And, uh, yeah. So again, Sharon and I, uh, share predictions three, two, uh, Douglas Jr. being first Republic goal scorer and Jared has a two nil with uh, Nick Ross, the boss as scoring his first goal with the Republic. Watch it be Jack Gurr. <laughs> and then that's the birth of the dance right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got to do that. He's got to do Jack Gurr or any of his teammates. If you're listening to this, get him to do the, the Jagger Jag, or, you know, the Maroon five uh, dance moves like moves like Jagger, Jack Gurr. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be really funny if uh, that, that were to happen there. So again, that game next Saturday um, at home at 7 p.m. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go go get them because it, it should be a really good one. And you know, we might even be getting a visitor crowd as well, right? I don't, I don't absolutely know about their supporters group, but I remember oh, they're like, loud. friendly we had. Oh yeah, they were there. They're, they yeah. were there. They're so loud. People, for all y'all going, make sure that we're we're louder because the not friendly. They they're, I think. There was probably like 20 people and they were being kind of loud as well. And there was only like 20 people. So yeah, um, let's, let's match that or it's top like, that, I should say. We got to be like Brazil. If Monterey scores, we just have to score more, you know, because Brazil is that way. It's like, you can score against, we'll just score more against you. And it's the same, same thing with the supporters. If they're allowed, we just have to be louder, you know, so we'll, we'll do the Brazil on them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what we gotta, gotta go with too. So, uh, should be a good one. I think you're you're going to be at the game, right, Sharon? As absolutely, usual? absolutely. Okay. But the day before the game, Luis is going to be picking um, the scarf winner. So uh, hang tough for that because I I think we'll be doing a live on Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, G- glad you mentioned that. So we are going to be doing our town hall live show uh, the, this Friday to preview the game on Saturday against Monterey. Uh, that'll be at 7 p.m. on Friday. And uh, if you haven't yet entered our uh, signed scarf contest yet, signed by most of the Republic 2022 squad, uh, go on our Twitter to find out how to win it. Because uh, during that same town hall, we're going to be uh, actually mentioning the winner of that scarf. So you want to participate before then. So you can tune in and uh, find out if you won it as well. So check that out on our socials at State Republic 12, Facebook, Twitter. And YouTube, uh, we don't actually broadcast on Instagram, but head on over to Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and you'll find the show there. Sharon, Jared, any final parting words here before we say uh, goodbye for tonight? Well, I also wanted to give uh, one last uh, glazo gratitude uh, to, to, our, to our friend Heather, who uh, helped with the St. Baldrick's events. Uh, a lot of great folks uh, uh, donating and shaving their head, myself as well, so Thank you for the awesome experience, Heather. I'm glad to be able to uh, partake and hopefully uh, we'll get some uh, more funds rolling in. So who knows? And thank you again. Glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Shout out to Heather for um, helping out with all that. And and also to you, Jared, for uh, being a part of St. Baldrick's. Uh, that, that's really awesome of you to to do that. And, and also everyone else who uh, is listening right now that was a part of that event too. Uh, it, it's great to see that event go on every year. Awesome. Well, everyone uh, have a great night. As always, thank you for all the support you give to us. Uh, we couldn't do this without all your amazing support, and we really appreciate it each and every day. So we'll see you this Friday at our Town Hall live show. Have a great night, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks for always being the backbone. 
let me just say that team, I mean, you could be winning against them and you don't know if they'll give you a, a win. I mean, they're tricky. <laughs>